the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Must. Obey. X-51, listen to me. You don't have to obey that device inside you. You're more than a machine. No, I will not. I am more than machine. I'm sorry, X-51. You're a good man. One I'd be proud to have on my team. You could be a great help to our cause, X-51. I wish to find my own path in life. I, too, am a rebel, a refugee. Until there is freedom for all sentient beings, perhaps my path does lie. Marvel Comics Group. Machine Man, the living robot. As galactic invaders close for the kill, Machine Man turns his back on Earth. Day of the non-hero. This is the story of X-51, a thinking computer in the form of a man. As Aaron Stack, he tries to find a place in a world that's not quite ready for his kind. But will he find it as friend? Foe, or the greatest hero of them all, Stan Lee presents Machine Man, the Living Robot. Edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. Letters and inks by Mike Royer. Colors by Petra Goldberg. And consulting editor Jim Shooter. There is to be an invasion of Earth, and no one believes it. There is a volunteer with the power to stop it, but the world puts him down. Doom is on the way to us, with no resistance in its path but a non-hero. And thus begins Machine Man, Volume 1, Number 5, published August of 1978. This is one exciting story. Continuing this conflict between Machine Man and his counterpart, this machine alien invader, Tenford, who wishes to take over the Earth and is calling in the rest of his cohorts to do in Earth. Machine Man valiantly goes head-to-head with this alien force in the streets and is battling back and forth until finally the police arrive. Machine Man just begs of them to stand down and allow him to handle the situation, but very keenly. The invader, Tenforb, convinces the police force that it is actually Machine Man who is the issue and that they need to apprehend this criminal who has been evading them for the longest time and that he will go in peace with them into custody. This is an interesting twist that is added to this mix. And it actually causes Machine Man to break free of his captors and to escape because he knows I had a problem 
Before this happened, it was called duty and responsibility, but it's gone now. You've cleared my head of moral cobwebs and severed my heart from the past. He is just fed up, this is Machine Man, of the authorities constantly tracking him down and not seeing the fact that he's really trying to save Earth from this machine-based foreign invasion force, this 10-4 and his cohorts. Machine Man then proceeds to find a costume party that is going on in the city and blends right in. They mistake him for a fellow guest and are egging him on to reveal who he really is. While that is happening, there is a heated exchange between Colonel Craig and also our one ally in Central City, who is at the Central City Sanitarium, and that being Doc, our psychiatrist, who keeps telling Colonel Craig that your issue, Colonel, is not Machine Man. He is actually trying to save Earth, trying to help you. He is not the menace, but 10-4 is a menace. And this begins to slowly weigh on Craig. Hey, am I really getting this right or not? So Doc is using some really good psychology on the colonel. At the party, Machine Man demonstrates many of his capabilities. He goes out and avoids a trickster from spraying him with water to spinning someone around. He is then asked to dance, and he does that. He then enters into a room adjacent to the main party area where the TV is on. On that TV set is a report about Machine Man, and it's the doc. Doc Peter Spaulding is making a plea. Machine Man, if you're watching this telecast... I want you to know that your services are urgently needed. Certainly, Doc. They'll use me to fight their battle and scrap me for junk when it's all over. I know that. Spaulding continues, The authorities now realize your true value. They've agreed to an amnesty if you come in and complete a critical job. Well, to that, Machine Man isn't buying this anymore, and he's saying fat chance to the Doc. So while he is relaxing here in this adjacent room, several of the other partygoers walk in and are asking Tracy Turner, who is the guest that Machine Man had danced with, that it's time for the reveal of the costume party. And they are egging Machine Man on to take off his mask. Well, he indeed takes off his mask to actually show Tracy Turner, who is in communications, that he is a machine. Have yourself a ball, honey. Take a look. Look and tell me where my duty lies. Am I a man or a machine? Unravel that puzzle and you'll dance to your tune. Oh my God, is her response. And there is Machine Man having removed his faux mask to show that the X-51 is written across his forehead and that he actually has a metal head behind that human mask. And she understands, and he gets really, really mad saying after she leaves that, you know, blast progress, blast the Wonder Boys who meddle in mysteries that produce things like me, blast, blast, blast. And with that, Machine Man is really struggling to come to grips with his hybrid existence, feeling like a human, but actually being a machine. Meanwhile, 
in a distant galaxy, a strong signal from Earth is received on an alien device. And this is where Jack Kirby starts the crackling goodness. This is 10 Force people who are in this convoy heading towards Earth. And it is really a sight to behold. This is cosmic Kirby at his best. There is crackle. There are designs and things very much reminiscent of his Eternals run as well as his Fourth World run. This is Jack just leaning hard into his sci-fi fantasy vision and really delivering on the page. It's just brilliant. Just absolutely phenomenal stuff. So we leave this particular story with 10-4 being in custody and being interrogated by Colonel Craig. 10-4 saying that the attack by the autocrons, which that are the people, the, the machines that are coming in to invade Earth, 10 force people, and that the attack is irreversible and that you basically have been fooled. That I, yes, have come in here and I'm peacefully talking to you, but at the same time, I have no intention of stopping my autocron forces from laying siege to Earth and destroying it, taking it over completely. You ingrates have made a mess of his brain circuits. And he is pointing his finger at the colonel and also at Spalding, Dr. Spalding. And, but we autocrons will show him where his loyalty lies. And if we can't, machine man will suffer a fate much worse than yours. What happens next will surprise everybody, including 10-4. Don't miss quick trick. So the cliffhanger is, we don't know as readers where Machine Man is. Where is X-51? Is he going to fall on the side of humans and defend the Earth? Will he betray and head over to the Autocrons? Or will he just remain out of the fight, being bewildered by both these Autocron forces that are coming to invade and destroy Earth and the people of Earth who are constantly hunting him down and do not appreciate the fact that he wishes to be a guardian and protector of them. Wow. This number five really ratchets up the dynamic tension. Jack Kirby's art and displaying of the cosmic here towards the end is absolutely fantastic. I love the underhandedness of this machine 10-4 and these autocrons that are coming. It's almost reminiscent of the Micronauts or the Transformers of the day, the machine toys coming out of Japan, and then we would see comic series after them. I think Jack is mashing all of this together, creating these autocrons, these smart machine beings to come in and invade Earth, and I'm just absolutely loving it. This is a blast. Kudos, Kirby.